Hey everybody, it's Jacqueline Kramowski with the Herdbook Ag Media here to give you your moving iron ag news update for this first week in October. In our politics news this week, a new report shows that only 70% of farmers who applied to the Environmental Quality Incentives Program and the Conservation Stewardship Program over the past decade were denied. From the years 2010 to 2020, only 31% of farmers who applied to the Environmental Quality Incentives Program were accepted, and then just 42% of those for the Conservation Stewardship one. This means that there were hundreds of thousands of contracts on both ends that were entirely denied, many of which came from very predominantly agriculture areas. Now, funding for the EQUIP program is supposed to rise $200 million um, between 2019 to 2023. However, that means that the Conservation One, or CSP, is going to be declining, especially since due to the 2018 Farm Bill. Now, the CSP normally off worked to provide higher conservational and financial benefits to farmers, to those of them who could actually get, uh, get them, but now that is declining, which leaves some pretty serious questions then for the remaining program, EQUIP, which has even lower acceptance rates than the CSP. And on top of that, with the National Resources Conservation Service losing staff, there's also a gap in assistance being provided to farmers who even bother to fill out all the paperwork to even get a chance at getting this into the CSP. In a press release from the Department of Agriculture, during the United Nations Food System Summit, which recently happened, the department announced that they were going to invest $5 billion and take several steps to advance the goals of ending hunger and malnutrition while building a food systems that are more sustainable, resilient, and inclusive. The department reported that their efforts are guided by a commitment to both science-based and data-driven decision-making solutions that are innovative and recognize the trade and well-functioning markets at, quote, the local, regional, and international levels to bolster food security and sustainable systems, unquote. Said Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilzik, we must use the power of ingenuity to improve on food systems so they provide safe, nutritious, affordable, and accessible food for all, while concerning conserving natural resources and combating the climate crisis. Moving on now to our international news. Diplomatic tensions in Australia have led China, Chinese officials to back off on the, using the country as their main source of conventionally produced beef. Instead, China is looking to drastically increase their beef exports from the United States as much as nine times. Over in the UK, now that they are dealing with the post-Brexit immigration policy, they are seeing a decreased flow from Eastern European butchers and, and processing line workers, reducing the workload to 25% less than what it normally runs at, which could increase the potential for mass calling of livestock as their system is backlogged. Over in Guatemala, Honduras, Costa Rica, and Panama, over 60,000 melon farmers are facing some serious issues as supply chain costs in the region, which includes everything from fertilizer and beyond, are noticing some historical highs. This could lead to some issues with them in their export market. More news from the UK is that there is a, a company called ABN has announced their plans to develop a, quote, super mill capable of producing a million tons of both hog and poultry feed each year. They say they are exploring potential sites for this development, but expect it to be built in the east part of the country. Currently, ABN has 11 mills across the United Kingdom, and they are also part of the British Foods International Giant that 
isn't invested in the interests of farmers, ingredients, and all the way up through the retail lever, level as reported by the Poultry Network. And then moving back here to the U.S., Tyson Foods recently mandated for all their workers to be vaccinated by November 1st. So far, this seems to be working as to date, the company reports 91% of their workforce has been vaccinated. Agriculture.com reports that the Biden administration has recently said they are going to pledge agricultural policy mergers due to push from the National Farmers Union, who launched their nationwide Fairness for Farmers campaign just recently, hoping that to restore some competition to the marketplace. The union president said, quote, this endeavor has clear goals to curtail consolidation in agriculture, bust monopolies which negatively impact farmers, ranchers, and consumers. I do not believe we are in for a fight. The giants who dominate our food and agriculture industry are not going to be toppled without a struggle. A company called Ag Analytics recently acquired the farmland research, research platform that some of you may be familiar with, Acre Value. Acre Value involves crunching data and information about soil, crop history, and, and more um, to determine the value of a piece of land. This allows farmers to stay more informed on things about their farms to evaluate things such as sustainability and land productivity. So this moves the platform acre value from granular, which is a subsidy of Corteva, and then moving over entirely to Ag Analytics. In addition to this move, Ag Analytics has also recently announced they are going to form strategic alliances with PharmaMac and Indigo Ag to provide even more far financing options and carbon neutral opportunities for their customers. All right, that about catches you up for your Ag News this week. Thank you so much. This Ag News update is brought to you by the Herdbook Ag Media, serving all your agribusiness writing, communication, and media needs. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or our company website, the-herdbook.com. Let me know you found out about us here on Moving Iron and get 20% off your first invoice.